Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. When one looks at my office, one will know there's a lot of football pictures up and other items as well. But I have a few religious items there just to let you know it is a priest's office. But if there's a picture you would look at near my desk, there's a picture just off to my right that I can see every time I sit at my desk. It's a picture of a priest. And the story about that picture is that when I was in high school and going into the seminary, he was my pastor at my home parish. And I learned a lot about priesthood from him. And in fact, I see a lot of myself, uh, him and, and myself as well. So he helped form and shape me. Eventually, he was transferred down uh, to another parish and began a parish here in, in the valley. But uh, over that time, there was a disagreement of how my father tried to defend another priest that he didn't like. And uh, for a long time, he wouldn't talk to me. And all the dreams that I had of him getting together with me and still mentoring me as a young priest and all throughout and sharing stories and saying, no longer am I just going to be a student learning from you, but hopefully I one day can make that uh, leap to be a peer. But whenever we saw ourselves at priest gatherings, he said very little. And uh, as many years went by, uh, more words were shared, and they were always fine, but didn't seem to be in the same way. But over the years, whenever I heard him talk, people would say he talked about me or my family. It was always good words and saying good things, which made me feel good. But that went on for about 20 years. Then one night, I'm on the computer, and the diocese sends out a form that say, this priest died as he was preparing to celebrate Mass. And so I thought, oh, that's sad. You know, I'm going to miss him and all. And I don't know whether to go or not, since he didn't talk to me for so long. And uh, I was right over here by uh, Pontius Pilate, uh, first, um, the first station out there as I was walking from here to the other building. And all of a sudden, my phone rang, and it was the diocese saying, this priest died. And I said, yeah, would you preach at his funeral? And I said, I haven't spoken to him in 20 years, huh? And they said, well, he doesn't have any priest friends. <laughs> so, so I said, wow, okay, you know. And I thought about it, so I took my assistant, Debbie Rimby, and I, and we went to that parish there, and we met the staff, and we started talking. And you know, all the good memories came back. All the good things that he taught me. And we used to go golfing a lot because he golfed every Tuesday. That was his favorite thing to do. And other things. And we started sharing some great stories. And then people from Flagstaff at that other parish who were there were at the funeral. And they shared great stories. And you know, it was a powerful homily. And it was very healing for me. And little did I know that I would ever do this, that I took a picture because they all handed out pictures of him with a saying there. And I took it, and I framed it, and I put it on my wall. As a reminder that even though there were difficult moments, it was life-giving. And it helped form and shape me. And whenever I go through difficult moments, whenever I go through joyful times, I always look there. And that's the last thing I thought would happen from someone that really never talked to me for 20 years. What a powerful sign that photo is. And you know, whenever I go to your homes, 
I love looking at the photos there. Some of you, believe it or not, have your wedding picture still up, huh? That's amazing, you know, that I look at that in the mantle. All of you have maybe your children or special families there. And I love walking down your hallways because I call it the Hall of Fame. As I look at all the pictures that you have there, reminders of the birth, of life, of all the things that have happened to you. And you know, baptism is the same way. Take a look at our furnishings here at St. Patrick's. Us, along with other parishes, might have the baptistry at the very entrance. It's the first thing you see. And I want to let you know that that baptistry there is our photo. Our photo that gives you a visual view of, first of all, the very baptism that all of you received, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of being incorporated into the body of Christ, the community. But it also reminds you of the difficulty and challenges and being uncomfortable in living your Christian life, and mine as well. It isn't always easy. And yet, that picture, that font, is a reminder that it is life-giving. And so, in today's scripture, we see in the gospel the story of Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist. Now, it's pretty much in all the gospels, but each gospel represents a different understanding because it tries to say different things. And for Matthew, there's a lot of disciples of John the Baptist who think John the Baptist is superior than Jesus. He's the one baptizing. He's the one forgiving sins by that baptism. So he must be more powerful than Jesus because he baptized Jesus. But Matthew tries to you know, cover that up a little bit, but does give it strong theological backing to say, first of all, Jesus submits to the Father's will, and tells John, I will cooperate. Go ahead and baptize me. Even though John knows that he's the one, and he's far greater. The first thing about our baptism, do we submit? Unfortunately, for us Americans, that's a naughty word. We hate that word. But another word for submit is to listen. Do we listen to God's Spirit? Do we really listen to God? Many times Christians run into problems because they make God try to fit in what they think is already right. They've discovered the mysteries of life. They know how life ought to be, and they know the behavior of other people, what they expect, and there's very little listening going on. And one of the things that our photo, our found, should remind us is that we do what Jesus did, submit. To listen. What is God asking of us? What is God really asking us? Rather than following our own desires of what we've already determined, I think sometimes when we listen, we find out God is asking something powerful. The second thing is that Jesus has solidarity with all humanity. Remember the term we use as incarnation for Christmas. The belief that God becomes fully human. And he enters in fully humanity, not just the parts of it and just looking like a man and all. It's everything our theology says, but in sin. Even the scripture says that. He was like us in all things but sin. 
But he enters fully into what it's like being a human, the temptations, the fear, even death itself. But he enters in solidarity that this is a God who understands all your humanity. And so when we as Catholics are guilt-ridden, when we're always preoccupied with sin at every corner, if we're feeling we are unlovable, that we can never obtain mercy from God, even if we keep trying, hopefully our baptism will remind us to get rid of those thoughts that are lies that the evil one tries to tell you. God is in solidarity with you. And that's what his baptism means, is that he enters fully into our humanity and understands us more than we really realize. The second thing, another thing that our baptism does is that it raises the dignity of humanity. That it reveals in us our divine nature. Meaning, God dwells within you. God's Spirit comes, is already dwelling within you. That's the gift of baptism. And so your baptism reminds you that God already dwells in there. You don't have to earn it. You don't get it when you turn 14. You don't get it when you turn 90. huh? You have it right now. And many times, we forget that. And also, it raises the dignity of humanity that you have purpose, that you are to be loved, and that you are important to God. And thus begins the ministry of Jesus, his public mission, but also we share in that. And so our call of baptism is to retreat humanity with dignity. That everything we do as a Christian community is called to raise the dignity of all people. Especially in our, our time now when our leaders are using, using words to demonize people, to belittle people, to play these mind games and thinking it's so funny that if we make people bad who are against us then, and then we don't care about the death threats from idiots. That's not how Christians behave. And that's who we have to call accountable by our baptism. Not because Father Eric is preaching, but because that's what baptism calls. And so whenever we use words that belittle, that are indifferent, we are not being faithful to our baptismal call, our baptismal nature. And so Jesus begins the mystery, as Isaiah says, of healing, of helping the blind see of really going after those who are marginalized. We can't, as American Catholics here, really miss that message. That Jesus cares for anyone in any society, not just our own, but in any country in the world where people are seen as not important, that are pushed aside, that are, are not worthy to be loved. And then Jesus goes after that, and he meets resistance even from the learned religious leaders who seek to sabotage Jesus' mission. And so, we submit by listening. Jesus is in solidarity with us that he knows our whole humanity. He raises a divine nature within us. And he gives humanity fullest dignity. And we are then to give that dignity to others. 
And so, my friends, look there. Don't look at me now. Look at the baptistry. That's our family photo. Every time you come in there, notice the canal that's around it. I love when you come into the sacred place and you bless yourself. Many of you do that, huh? It's not a parish that has the little sponge there. Uh huh? And that way you go, I get it. I understand that because you have many entrances. That's why when we built this, we only wanted one entrance, that the whole community enters the three doors. Three is always an important number in scriptures. And all that copper reminds us of God touching humanity and earth, wind, fire, and water. Those are the elements that you see on that copper. And the doors that are open lead right into the baptistry. And so we ask you to bless yourself as a reminder of what your baptismal call is and my baptismal call. And when you leave here today, you do the same thing. That your baptism isn't like the flu shot. You get it once and you forget about it. It follows you at your communion, at your confirmation, at your marriage, even in your holy orders and even at our death. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 